Welcome back into The Rock Pod, presented by the Royal Oak, Michigan Chamber of Commerce. I am John Gay from Jagging Detroit Podcasts. I am Lisa Bibby, your neighborhood realtor with Keller Williams Advantage. Very excited for today's guest. He is Rich Lockwood from Motor City Gas. And full disclosure, a couple nights ago, I was at Motor City Gas for the debut of the short film about the business. So I know a little bit about the business, but we're going to explain more to you, the audience, as we go through here. Rich, start off at the beginning. Tell us how Motor City Gas got started. Yeah, sure. Uh, So Motor City Gas is a small batch whiskey distillery. We're located in downtown Royal Oak. I started off my path here as a home brewer, Uh, started off brewing in my uh, bungalow here in Royal Oak and uh, brewed just about everything and uh, whiskey caught my love. Uh, It was never something that I thought I would turn into a career. Uh, It was just strictly an obsessed hobby. Uh, I used to work in the uh, marketing and advertising world and uh, lost my job during the last uh, big recession here. And I was burnt out on what I was doing. Um, had no interest in, in going back into that. Didn't really have any other uh, skills that I could fall back on except for the, um, the hobby of making whiskey. So it was at that point that my wife and I decided to uh, take the plunge and embark on uh, the journey to create Motor City Gas. St. Patty's Day 2015 is, is when we opened our doors. Okay. Extremely grassroots start. You know, I mentioned the other night it, it looked like uh, homebrew on steroids in here when we first opened. We uh, literally opened the doors because we ran out of money. Uh, we had one whiskey. Uh, you could buy a bottle of Royal Oak Dry whiskey, or you could do a shot of whiskey, and, and that was about it. <laughs> uh, you couldn't buy a T-shirt. Uh, you couldn't get a glass uh, cube of ice in your glass. Um, we didn't even have a cash register. We, we literally had a sock drawer that we were throwing money into. So uh, it was a very raw start for us, but I have no regrets. We learned a lot that way and developed a deep passion for what we're doing. And uh, yeah, eight years later, we've produced over 70 different style whiskeys uh, here in downtown Royal Oak. And uh, like some of the other craft distilleries locally, uh, we sell bottles to go that you can take home. Uh, We also have a bar uh, where you can do flights of 10 to 20 different rotating styles of whiskey that we have, and uh, we also do craft cocktails. I will say, being at the event the other night, that a client of mine was there, um, Angela Bucciolato. I'll give her a shout because she's a Royal Oak Chamber member. She bought me a glass of the uh, the apple pie moonshine. Is that what is it? What do you call it, Rich? Yep. Uh, we call it applesauce, but it is our take yep. on a traditional uh, American apple pie moonshine. Holy cow, that was good. I ended up going home with a bottle of the, and what's the bourbon? The, the, Belly Up Bourbon is our flagship bourbon. I had a sample of that. I ended up buying a bottle. The stuff is really, really good. And it's crazy to think you had such humble beginnings to see where you are now. You know, seven years, eight years later is is crazy. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I know you mentioned uh, this is something really important to me, too, but you use locally sourced ingredients. So can you talk to us a little bit more about how that works? Yeah. So uh, whiskey is made from three simple products, grain, water and yeast. Uh, So grain is our main uh, product that we source, and and we are very big on sourcing locally. So almost everything we make is uh, grown here in Michigan from farmers that we partner with. Unless I'm doing an international style, like an Irish style or a Scotch style, then I may import a little bit of grain because I like to get some terroir from that region. Uh, But for the most part, it's all Michigan grown. And uh, we actually grow uh, a large portion of that grain ourselves. We have a small family farm out in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, So we grow grain out there, bring it here to the distillery, turn it into bourbon and whiskey, uh, which goes into uh, wood barrels. And then those barrels make their way back out to the farm. 
We have a large barn uh, that we store those barrels in for uh, sometimes many years uh, before it's ready to be bottled. And uh, kind of the mission for us out at the farm is we are trying to bring back uh, old ancient grains that have not been crossbred for commercial farming efficiencies. Huh. Uh, so, so they come packed with all the natural flavor and uh, aromas and nutrients that Mother Nature intended. And we're growing everything organically out there. And then this year we are evolving into uh, regenerative farming practices, which um, is, is kind of a, a step further than organic. Wow, I love that. And a lot of farmers are turning to that because organic only covers so far. And then there's a, a whole other step to it that really involves just getting back to what farmers did for thousands of years and actually growing produce. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, organic is, is great. You're making a commitment to not put pollutants into the soil. Yeah. Uh, but regenerative is really allowing the earth to turn back to its natural self the way it was meant to be. So we're having a lot of fun with that. Um, we're learning as we go, but it's something that we're dedicated to. Dirt to bottle has always been the dream. We've finally started doing that. And the long-term goal is to hopefully expand the farm where we grow all of our grain for Motor City Gas Whiskey. Now, do you ever give tours of your farm? We do not at the moment. Uh, the, the farm is pretty raw. There's no plumbing or electrical out there. <laughs> so we will drag our team out there to help with some of the heavy lifting. Um, we hope to someday open a tasting room out there. And at that point, um, we would be able to give tours. But at the moment, we do not. Well, I love that idea. So when you guys get it ready, keep me posted. <laughs> well, for sure. You mentioned the long process of this, Rich. And, you know, I learned from watching the movie and being at the distillery the other night that, you know, so much goes into making a whiskey or a bourbon. The ingredients, like you said, the grains, and then also the barrel and how you age them in the barrels. And it can be a multi-year process. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, you know, when we first opened, um, we were only aging our whiskeys for a very short period of time, you know, in the whiskey world, uh, which was about six to eight months. But uh, now, eight years later, we're to a point where the whiskeys spend a minimum of two years aging in, in wood oak barrels uh, before we even bother taste testing them. Uh, so our youngest whiskeys in the bottle right now are aged uh, for three years in oak casks. Our oldest whiskeys in the bottle right now are aged for seven years. And we're laying down barrels now that we hope to be 10, 15, and maybe even 20 years old someday. One of the things that you said the other night that really struck me is... You're not planning what you're going to make seven, eight years out. Say you're not putting something in a barrel now saying we're going to release this whiskey in 2030. You're kind of letting what happens in the barrel dictate what you're selling. Can you explain that piece of it? Sure. Yeah, we have two uh, mainstay whiskeys, our Royal Oak Dry and Belly Up Bourbon. Those are kind of our volume brands. And those we sock away a lot of barrels. And the, the goal is to get those uh, as old as possible. But with the rest of our menu, uh, we're very unique in that. We normally offer 10 to 20 different style bourbons and whiskeys at a time. And that menu rotates. They're all single barrel. They're all totally different style whiskeys. And that menu rotates randomly. Uh, we aren't deciding what goes on the menu. Uh, we're constantly going through the distillery and tasting different barrels. And the barrel tells us when it's ready. And so when we come across a barrel that really stands out to us, uh, that's when it gets dumped and bottled and goes onto the board. When that whiskey sells out, uh, it may come back someday. It may not. It may come back in five years. We don't know. Uh, so it's kind of a cool process where the barrels are deciding the menu, not us. Pretty much every time you come in, uh, there's a good chance that there'll likely be a new whiskey on the menu. 
So how does a barrel tell you that it's ready? That's a tricky one. Uh, (laughs) There's no science to it. There's no formula. You know, generally speaking with whiskey, the longer it's in the barrel, the better it gets. Mm -hmm. Um, It is possible to over oak and let it sit in there for too long. Uh, if, if you're talking about aging 10 years plus. Um, but as it's getting better, don't think of it as a perfect curve where it's just getting better and better. Think of it as a, a line that you're watching with the stock market going up where there's uh, <laughs> peaks and valleys and spikes. Uh, sometimes we'll taste a whiskey barrel and uh, it's, it's terrible. And we think we've done something wrong and eight months later, we might try it again and it's great. And we decide, well, if it's better, it's, let's let it keep going. And six months later, it's not as good again. So really the art at that stage of the process is trying to decide when to get it out of the barrel, when you want that aging process to stop. Like I said, there's no science to it. I am usually tasting weekly. And when I find a barrel that I think is ready, uh, I'll try it out on uh, other people here, my wife, staff members, uh, to get multiple opinions. And uh, yeah, you never really know. If you leave it in there six more months, is it going to get better or is it going to take a turn for the worse? So a little bit of it is a guessing game. A little bit is a feel that you start to develop after doing this for a while. Uh, and you recognize little things that are uh, unique and exciting. That's, that's what makes it fun. So given that there's a little bit of a stock market to uh, when these barrels are ready, have you ever tasted one that didn't taste good and you decided to throw it out as opposed to waiting to see if it did turn around? I don't think we've ever thrown a whiskey out. The beautiful thing about whiskey is that uh, you can just leave it in the barrel Mm -hmm. and let it keep aging. And there's a good chance that uh, at some point it's going to take a turn for the better. We have had whiskeys that don't seem like they're heading in the direction that we want them to. But the other nice thing about whiskey is that blending is an art as well. A lot of the whiskeys that you're tasting on the market uh, are blended whiskeys, uh, different types of whiskeys that are blended together to create a totally new whiskey. So a lot of times a whiskey that doesn't stand up real well on its own makes a great blending agent when you're mixing it with other whiskeys and can give those whiskeys something unique that they didn't have. So um, we've been fortunate enough where I don't think we've ever had to dump a barrel. But we, we do have barrels that we've uh, dedicated for long-term aging or blended to create other products uh, from those. Speaking of products, Rich, I know you recently won a couple pretty significant awards for the stuff you mm-hmm. created at Motor City Gas. Want to tell us about those? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, you know, we've got a bunch of product awards. The, the ones that we're most proud of, uh, a couple of years ago, Yelp named us one of the top 10 whiskey bars in the country. And then a year after that... Um, Travel and Leisure Magazine named us one of the top 20 overall distilleries to visit in the country. Uh, But my personal uh, accolade that is my favorite is last year, we created a bourbon using a heirloom Mexican purple corn uh, called Bumper Bender. Mm -hmm. And we submitted that to what is commonly... Uh, considered the second largest craft spirits competition in the U.S. And uh, that bourbon, uh, which was a five-year-old bourbon, fairly young in the bourbon world, took the top craft bourbon in the entire country. And that included distilleries of all size and uh, bourbons of all age. So that's the one that we uh, we like to hang our hat on. And it's no longer available. It's gone at this point, right? We want to make sure make that well known. Yes, it went very quickly after that was announced. And uh, we do have another barrel of it uh, that is continuing to age. We're not quite sure when we're going to release that, but um, it will be coming back. All right. Good to know. So do you have an app that just instantly notifies you when this stuff is ready? Because it sounds like it's so hard to get a hold of and your products are obviously amazing and a winning award. So I would assume everybody wants to be notified like 
the first. <laughs> yeah, we do have an email list that we keep. We also promote our, our business on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, we're on Twitter and then just recently TikTok. Um, so when we do new product releases, we will blast it out on all those channels. And uh, yeah, that's what's fun about Motor City Gas is when it's gone, it's gone. And uh, even if it comes back in the future, it's never going to be the same. Uh, consistency is not something we are focused on. We love terroir and we love Mother Nature putting her fingerprint on our products. And each year our whiskeys are going to be different than the previous. And uh, we embrace that. I think a lot of our followers do too. Well, it sounds like wines. I mean, they're the same thing every year, even though they're growing the same grape or what have you, just the elements alone, different rain or different nutrients in the soil can actually change the flavors of that wine. So it sounds like you're on that same path as an ancient, you know, vintage wine. Yeah, absolutely. The raw ingredients to uh, even the barrels as they're aging, those barrels are like sponges and they're mm -hmm. soaking up their environment humidity and temperatures and barometric pressure and all of the different things that Mother Nature is doing is influencing those barrels. And even the barrels themselves, every single barrel is not perfect. It's going to put a different nuance. That wood is going to put a different nuance on the whiskey. So where some of the larger distilleries will blend, uh, you know, sometimes hundreds of barrels together to try and balance and create the same flavor year over year. Uh, we embrace that change and we love it. We love things that are unique. So I think that's a, a great path to be down. And you're not sold in stores. You only sell at the distillery. So how have you managed to grow your business? Yeah, it's definitely been challenging to start off making whiskey, which is a product that takes time to age. And then the goal is to build up a big inventory of barrels so that uh, we don't sell out of it. And those, some of those barrels can start to get, you know, hopefully 10, 15, 20 years old someday. It's, it's not an easy process. We've sold everything out of our distillery here in downtown Royal Oak to date. Um, we've had a great following uh, that has helped us keep the lights on and going. And this year, uh, we plan to uh, start to distribute uh, at least a couple of our products for the very first time. Um, so they will be available for stores, bars, and restaurants. Uh, it's not going to be mass distribution. It's going to be like we do everything else. It's going to be one barrel at a time. And when it's gone, it's gone. So that will be a great uh, additional revenue stream for us, for sure. Um, but yeah, to date, we've just been making it by, you know, old school customer service, teaching people about the world of whiskey and drawing all that right out of here from our distillery. Rich, I know you've been active with the Royal Oak Chamber. I know the chamber sponsored the uh, appetizers at your event the other night. Can you talk about how your relationship with the Royal Oak Chamber has evolved and has helped you as a business? Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we love community. That's why we, you know, originally when we started the distillery, we were looking in downtown Detroit because, it, you know, at that time, Detroit was just on the upswing. Right. We felt that it, it fit our brand well. Uh, at the last minute, we decided that we wanted to be a part of our community and do this right here in Royal Oak. And so joining the chamber was one of the very first things we did. And uh, the chamber has been extremely helpful with us throughout the years with uh, just about anything that we need. Uh, anytime that we've called them with challenges or problems, um, they've been great at stepping in, uh, including sponsoring our event the other night. Shelly Kemp has been great to us. Uh, we love her. And um, yeah, they've been very supportive. So Rich, we've talked a lot about your business. What do you do for fun when you're not making whiskey? 
Oh man, there's not a whole lot of time left (laughs) when you run a small family business, but I love sports. I love uh, anything outdoors, the hiking, I love traveling. Farming has become my new obsession, uh, whether it's doing it for Motor City Gas or just uh, growing organic fruits and vegetables for what we consume at home. So that's that's my latest hobby is uh, all things agricultural and farming and uh, learning as much as I can about that. And oh, that's um, an addicting one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love to get my hands dirty. That's for sure. You two could talk for hours about that. I know. <laughs> I'm coming over. We're going to drink some whiskey and talk about growing plants. Excellent. I'm in. <laughs> All right, Lisa, we're going to have you draw the fishbowl question of the day today, Rich, where we ask you a totally random question. So, Lisa, if you could please pull our fishbowl question of the day. All right, let's dig into this fishbowl here. All right, what is your worst habit? My worst habit. Oh, geez. And don't say workaholic Um, and don't say not having enough hours in the day and don't say whiskey and don't say farming. Give us something different. Wait, there's rules to this game now? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, if I'm not allowed to use any of those, then my worst habit is probably my uh, fast food addiction. Okay. I'm a healthy eater. I'm a healthy person in general, but... um, there's something about McDonald's hamburger that I have a really, really hard fighting off. Follow up, which of, which of your whiskeys pairs well with a McDonald's hamburger? Oh, man, all the whiskeys pair well with McDonald's. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, that's a great For question. sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not the McDonald's fries, it's the burger, huh? It gets you every time? Oh, it's everything about McDonald's, but uh, I love the French fries. But uh, yeah, my, my, my go-to is the cheeseburger. Cheeseburger, milkshake, and fries. It's the yin yang thing. You know, you can't be perfectly healthy. You got to have some vices there. So I'm glad it goes well with your whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Rich, last thing I want to ask you about because we uh, did the event with the Royal Oak Chamber the other night, the folks from Flow Video got with you and put together the documentary. We're going to link to the documentary in the show notes so anybody listening can watch it. It's a seven minute documentary. Talk to us just quickly about how that came together and, um, and, and how it turned out. Yeah, we were super excited. Uh, Justin, who's the, the owner over there at Flow, came down one day and, and introduced himself. And uh, we talked a little bit about uh, what we were doing here at Motor City Gas. And um, he was interested in doing a documentary style video on it. Um, we love working with uh, local businesses here in Royal Oak, which Flow is. So that synergized well. And then uh, Justin and I just hit it off. Uh, he's, he's a great guy, passionate business owner like I am. So we decided to embark on this, this little video project. And I think it came together really well. He's got a great creative staff over there. Um, they were amazing at diving in and really learning about me and learning about Motor City Gas and the world of whiskey. And to me, I come from uh, the advertising world and the, the creative environment. Um, that's what's key to creating a, a great piece of, of, of creative work. And that's what they did. And uh, I think the video speaks for itself. So Rich, it's been great having you on here today. And we'd love to let our listeners know how they can reach you. So can you let us know the best ways to get in touch with you? Sure. Yeah. Our whiskey distillery is located in uh, downtown Royal Oak. You can reach us via email at uh, MotorCityGas at gmail.com. We're also accessible on several social media channels, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, TikTok. And uh, you can also check us out on our website, uh, www.MotorCityGas.com. Thank you so much. My name is Elisa Bibby, and I'm a realtor with Keller Williams Advantage. I put the real back in realtor. 
If you're looking to sell your house before the competition, give me a call for a free consultation. You can find me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Sold by Lisa B. And we'll hear from Trish, who was not able to join us today because she's working on her new store. I'm Trish Carruth, third-generation jeweler and owner of Your Personal Jeweler. I specialize in creating custom engagement wedding rings and fine jewelry. You can check out our new showroom on 4th and Washington. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at The Personal Jeweler or our website, www.thepersonaljeweler.com. And I am John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcast. If you want to create a podcast for your business to market yourself in 2023, let me know. I am your guy. You don't even need a studio. We're not using one today. You can find me on my website at jagindetroit.com or on any social media platform at Detroit. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Rock Pod produced for the Royal Oak Chamber of Commerce. For more info on the chamber, you can find them at royaloakchamber.com. Thanks, everyone. 